Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon to you all out there in cyberspace, radio land, wherever you are on the internet, uh, listening to the sound of my voice. It is such an uh, an indeed pleasure, honor, and joy to be joining with you once again in the airwaves to rightly divide the word of truth and to talk about the issues on the hearts and minds of the people in this hour. Let me not proceed another step without allowing my beautiful, beautiful and anointed and ah, this I can't say enough about this young lady, my sister, um, giving her an opportunity to say hello to you. Miss Tanya Roberts, how are you today? I am awesome, beautiful lady. You know what? I thought we were having a special guest on after you introduced me. I was like, who are we having on the show? (laughs) (laughs) You, love, you, you, you. How are you? We are awesome. We actually have been in the deep country. I live in the country, and then when I want to get loose, I go further in the country, and it was just beautiful. It was just awesome just to have a a moment. And how are you, beautiful? You know what? I am awesomely blessed of the Lord. I I can't, I I really couldn't say anything else but that, seriously. Because you know what? God is so faithful, Tam. He is just so incredibly faithful. And no matter what it is that we are facing, as as we call trials and tribulations and warfare and this, that, and the other, it, it fails to compare to the goodness of God. He is just so incredible that, you know, all you can do is say, hey, it is well with my soul, so I am phenomenal. You know what? I get it, sis. And um, it's some things going on in my life right now that I'm finally saying, you know what, Lord, you you did it before. You're going to do it again even mm-hmm. greater. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm with, you know, and then, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the enemy comes up against you and whisper things in your ear. Then I and I literally have to talk out loud and say, "You're a liar. It's gonna be all mm-hmm. right. It's gonna be okay." Mm-hmm. Now I finally get it yeah. when the elderly said, "Learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord." Because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have time to call nobody because somebody else going through. It's not that they don't love Girl. you, but sometimes it's just enough to handle what you got going on. Sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. I actually, I sent you a clip yesterday. I don't know if you've been on Messenger recently, but I sent you a clip, and it was dealing with, you know, being in a storm, and and just it's the hardest storm that you've ever encountered and you've ever endured, and you just want to look at God and say, stop the storm, stop the storm, you know. But above all else, you get to that place of, you know what, but I worship you in the midst of. I do. I worship you in the midst of because you control the storm. <laughs> I had something happen to me this past week, and it, it, it's like for, you know, that fleeting moment, it'll like something will come up against you and it'll hit you, and it's like it, for that moment, and, and it really literally was just a moment, it was like feeling overwhelmed, and within a matter of seconds, it wasn't minutes, in a matter of seconds, my whole continent Change and all I could say out of my mouth was, I believe God. I believe God. You know? So when we, when yes. we get to that place of, you know what, no matter what's going on, Lord, I believe you. I, it's like, you know I what? can't do nothing about this yes. anyway. I believe you. You know what? I want to say something, sis, just, just really quickly. Whoever's listening, however you're listening, you just heard my sister say she went into a shut-in, and she did not eat or partake of different things. And then you're probably saying to yourself, how can you go through something like that, and then you talk about a storm? Well, what you don't know is sometimes you have to go through and in and out of the storm to get to the other side. It never mm. stops, but it gives you that everything. See, people go in the fast thinking they're getting one thing, and when they come out, they're really getting another thing. He gives you what you need. Mm. He supplies your yeah. need. Now you hear how you saying, you know what? I had to finally say, wait a minute, hold on a minute. I trust God. I'm not going to sit there and let this <laughs> thing get to me. I trust God. That, exactly. that comes from exactly. being that closeness with him. That's that peace that surpasses all understanding. That's that joy yeah. that can't, the world can't explain. That's what yeah. you ask God for. I get it. Mm. Mm. And, you, and let me say this, and I know you can identify this. To be able to say, I get it, is monumental for most people. Because a lot of people aren't there, Pam. That they don't get it. It's like they get to that storm and they become the apostles waking up Jesus saying, Care not that we perish. It's like, don't you know we died out here? Why are you asleep? Wake up, okay? The storm is rocking the boat. The water is coming in the boat and you laying up asleep? Don't you care? And you right. got up and looked at them. And just looked at the storm and said, peace, be still. And looked at them like, what's wrong with you? And went back to sleep, I'm sure. But one of the things about that story, and it dropped in my spirit a moment ago, was that it said that straight away, when he rose up, straight away, or it might have been when he walked on the water and he got in the boat. One of those, because they were both dealing with water. But as soon as either he stepped in the boat or as soon as he calmed the storm, the scripture says, 
straight away they were on the other side. It was like instantaneous. It's just like, okay, once Jesus stepped into the situation, whether he was walking on the water and calmed the storm or whether they woke him up in the boat and he said, peace be still and calm the storm, because he did both of those, it says in the scripture straight away they were on the other side. Amen. You know, that's what I would really love for people to understand. Once you acknowledge that God got it, once that you acknowledge that, hey, it's all good because you got it, I believe you, Lord, then straight away it feels like you're on the other side of the storm because guess what? You are no longer being bombarded and bombasted by the storm. You are now in that place of rest in God that he promised us. He promised us a place of rest. So, And people will be doing the same thing the apostles did to Christ like, well, how are you sleeping? Cares not that you perish? I'm not perishing. God got me. So he got this. So it's all good. It's all good. This yep, leads us you know into our this? topic today. This is perfect. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. No, no. I want to please go into the topic. I can wait what I'm going to say. Please go into the topic. Well, I was just saying this is the perfect segue into the topic because our topic today is the weight of your words, the weight of your words and recognizing and understanding how powerful your words are. I told somebody this morning, they came and they were sharing um, a situation that they're going through and they really need deliverance in this situation. And I was like, you know what you got to do? You, you know, like after we pray for her and all of these different things, I was like, you got to get like Michael Jackson and be the man in the mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and say, uh-uh, no more. No more. I will not allow anything or anyone keep me from the blessings of God, and that includes me. And sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror Speak the words out of your mouth to yourself, okay? Like the prodigal son had to come to himself. You have to come to yourself and preach to yourself and decree and declare to your flesh, no more. No more. We're not doing this no more. I'm not trying to get over it. I'm not trying to get better. I'm done. No more. And take command over the situations and the circumstances by the words that come out of your mouth. I wanted to share Proverbs 18 and 21, and then I'm going to let you go for it, baby. But just really quick, because I love the way the Message Bible said that you all know me in the Message Bible. We just have a love affair going on because I am an in-your-face kind of person, (laughs) and the Message Bible is an in-your-face translation, okay? Proverbs 18 and 21 said straight out, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. I was like, well, all righty then. You know what I'm saying? You don't have it's anything like else to say. The, right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, what else you to say? Nice, you know the power of death and life is in the, in the tongue and all of that. It's just like, uh-uh. No, straight out. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. That's powerful, sis. That's powerful. That's powerful right there. So go for it, you know what? what was your, your thought? What, you know what? Two things came to me, sis, um, lately that's been going on with me. I heard 400 years the children of Israel were in bondage. You got to hear me. Before they were able to be released, before they were able to say, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. 
400 years, mm-hmm. 400 years of slavery. Did you know that black people, mm-hmm. they say were in slavery for 400 years, 400 years mm-hmm. the same way. But you know what happens? We, because we've been in slavery for so long that our bodies are out, but our minds are still enslaved. And mm-hmm. until we realize that and we come out of that situation, and I remember hearing when I was a little girl, we renew another mind. I used to go, uh, Mother Atkinson, how do you renew your mind? She said, in the word. See, I didn't get that mm-hmm. at first. Okay, I read the word. Mm-hmm. I still didn't seem like I had a renewal of my mind. But see, you got to understand there's so much going on right now, sis. So much going on. You better try mm-hmm. to get with God to renew your mind. It's in what you read now. It's what you're watching on TV now. It's the people that you got around you now. It's what's on your job now. It's what you're allowing to come around you now. You've got to pay attention to what you allow around you because sometimes yeah. that has something to do with what you're saying out of your mouth. Yeah, girl, you preaching. You all up in my message is what you're doing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ain't it those sense? But think about it again. 400 years. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me. See, your body is out, but your mind is still mm-hmm. in bondage. You still believe you're still enslaved. Am I not the same God that opened up the sea and departed it so you can go through the water? See, when you get baptized, you got to be baptized in the water. Death, burial, self-resurrection, and a new you. How are you renewing yes. yourself now in your life with your walk, what you got going on as a mother, a single person, a single mother, a single dad, a widower? How are you renewing yourself? How do you wake up in the morning? Do you wake up with worries on your mind, get up on the phone, start gossiping with people? Do you wake up with Girl. praise in your mouth? Don't turn on the TV. Drop down to your knees. Talk to the Lord. How do you renew your mind? See, that's why certain people can't come out of slavery because Everything you're doing, you're still enslaving yourself. You, they tell you how to eat, you eat like that. They tell you what to watch on TV, you watch on TV. They tell you how to dress, you dress. You sag your pants, you do your hair this way, looking like Django, you doing that because you're still in slavery. You still need to be told what to do. The Word of God said, don't be like a horse with a bit and bridle in his mouth having to be led. It's not that you don't. You've got to get to a point where you say, Lord, I'm tired of my mind being enslaved mm-hmm. in bondage. I'm yeah. tired of the same old thing over and over again. I need a new refreshing, a new anointing, a new thought, a new mm-hmm. praise, a new prayer, a new something in your life to make it different than what it is now. Sorry, sis. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't be sorry at all. Powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Let me tell you, there is only one Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what he dropped in my spirit this morning, and you just touched on it so profoundly. It said that, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it because I was on my way to church. It says that we perceive what is being said to us according to our state of mind at the time we hear it and according to who we are. And I mean, that what you just said absolutely bears witness. If our state of mind is still enslaved, then we are perceiving the words that are being spoken to us from that place, from that place of enslavement, you know, from that place of bondage. 
instead of hearing the, the redemption and the freedom that God has provided for us. The slaves had a slave mentality for years to come after they, the Emancipation Proclamation has, had been signed. Why? Because they didn't know any other thing. That's how most of them became sharecroppers. Oh, yeah, master gave them a little piece of land for them to work the land. But in reality, all they were doing was the same thing they had been doing, only they weren't being beaten to do it because master gave them a new perspective on working the land. But they were still working master's land. And a great deal of them never took ownership of the land. They just never, the biggest thing was they didn't want to leave the plantation because where's we going to go, master? Their mind was still enslaved. Their That's mind powerful. was still enslaved. Think That's powerful, it. sis. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. That's powerful what you just said. That is so powerful. You know, since mm-hmm. you know what's really sad is, because I've learned that what stops anybody from learning? What stops us, any of us, from wanting to go forth? What stops us? I realized in my walk that it wasn't what people thought about me, you guys. It wasn't what my mother, I thought my mother should have said or should have did. My father should have said or should have did. My and that was the thing that kept me in bondage for so many years. See, I heard what people Mm. said, but I believed the lies, and that's where the enemy began to take root, because when something went wrong, I kept telling myself I was worthless, and it was never meant to be, and uh, that's what the enemy Mm. wanted me to do. Speak it out in the atmosphere, fool. Go right ahead Mm. so I can allow it to be Mm. so, because your words are so powerful, and you anointed, you don't even know. I want you to speak all this anguish over your life, because I'm going to keep you in silence. That I will not be able to come up again. See, that's what it's all about, people. You have more in you than what you think that you do. You're allowing the enemy to come and tell you what you are instead of telling the enemy who you are. There's a big difference. There's a big difference there. You know, and it's just sad because, again, you in order for you to speak life, you gotta put life around you. See what people don't know mm-hmm. is, see you can be in a car, you can have that, that is all you have right now. But guess what? You got a car. I know it sounds crazy, Amen. but how you look at things is your perspective. Absolutely. Sis, I don't know where you are, but you're starting to break up now. You're coming in and out. Can you hear me? Well, I know she said she was deep in the country, so maybe she's in transition somewhere. Um, So I'm sure she'll be back online with us. But as I was saying, what she was saying a little bit ago was so profound because this was literally what God dropped in my spirit. But now what he was dealing with me on is, again, the weight your words carry and recognizing and understanding the power you have when you speak forth. Please be mindful of that. Be cautious and be careful what you're speaking into other people's lives. Please, please, please. So that you recognize that 
You are not just arbitrarily putting things out there that will have a devastating effect. I just started on um, last night, I started a new series on Facebook Live called Kingdom Influencer. And the, the whole gist of this whole series is to get a better understanding of the influence that God has afforded us in the lives of others. And part of that is what we speak into them. The biggest part of it is the life that we live before them. But our words, first and foremost, is what you live. Secondly, the most powerful thing you have as a way of influence are your words. So be careful. As I was saying this morning when God was dealing with me, he gave me a couple examples. He said, if you are a non-trusting person, then you will not believe what is being said to you. So, and, and I'm guilty of that because I don't, I don't really, I've, and I've shared this with you guys before, that I'm not an overly trusting individual based on the different things that I have encountered in life and different things that I have been through. You know, so it, it causes me to distrust before I trust. But I've tried to get better in not prejudging people. That was part of the problem of being so distrusting for me is I would prejudge people, okay, before I would even get to know them. And, and it would always be in a negative manner because of my lack of trust. And, and it comes, it, it, well, to be honest with you, it probably stemmed from abandonment issues as a child um, being given up for adoptive, adoption and my my biological father, you know, wanting nothing to do with me and putting my biological mother in a situation where she had to give me up. So part of it may be there, and I just started recognizing that my distrust of people um, may have started there. What I do recognize wholeheartedly is being hurt by two individuals in my lifetime back to back that I had relationships with. That is what culminated my, my, my distrust, my lack of trust for people, that I found out that people will purposely set out to hurt you and do you harm. That caused the distrust to find out that people will betray you. People that are the closest to you will betray your trust. They will betray the, the some of the secrets that you may have um, confided in them with. Things like that led to me being a very untrusting person. I don't take you at your word. I don't believe you off the top. Okay, but I had to get past that when it came to the word of God. I had to push into a place of maybe I don't trust man real, real quickly, and that's okay because even the word told me not to put my trust in princes, not to put my trust in mere man, but I have to put my trust in God and his word. His word decreed and declared that he even placed his word above his name. That's how much stock he put in his word. So I have to believe that the words he has spoken to me and about me in his word to be truth. So that when I hear his word, my perception of what I hear is truth. But I have to know his word in order to believe his word. I can't just take it at face value just because somebody spewed something out, just because somebody said something. I'm not going to believe it until I've done my own homework as the Word of God teaches us to study to show 
self-approved, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth. See, you won't be able to trust in the word, trust the word of God, until you fully recognize understanding of the word of God. And all you're getting, get understanding, and that's in the word. The principle, wisdom is a principle thing. We want wisdom just as Solomon did. But the principal thing is wisdom. However, he coupled that within all you're getting, all the wisdom you're trying to garner, all the the information you're trying to learn. I'm currently in school going after my bachelor's in theology because I want to learn more about God's word. I want to learn more about God. However, in all of that, i got to get understanding. If I'm going to trust God's word to be true and stand on that word, then I've got to get understanding of that word. So I'm encouraging you guys today to get understanding of the word and then be cautious and careful how you use the word so that you don't misuse the word. Okay, make sure that as you're speaking the word, you're speaking the word from a place of authority. And that place is the place of authority given to you by God. He gave you the kings to the kingdom. He gave you the ability to loose and to bow. That is all done by your words. You operate the keys by your words. However, it's not your word, just your word alone that he recognizes and that will send forth his angels, his ministering spirits to go forth on your behalf. It is when they hear his word coming out of your mouth because they recognize his word. God recognizes his word. My pastor started a series on prayer um, this week. Well, actually started it last week, but um, he, he really got into it today. And one of the things that, that he is talking about with prayer is prayer is talking to God about God. It's communicating with God about him. It's communicating back unto him. The word says, come let us reason together. It's communicating back unto God the things that he has spoken over you. I've shared this with you before. This is really dear to me that the first time, first mention of prayer, the word prayer, not pray, but the word prayer in the word of God is in Samuel, I think it's 1 Samuel 17. And it's David, and what David is doing, actually it's 2 Samuel, sorry about that, 2 Samuel 17, because he was king at the time. And what he was doing was taking back to God what Nathan had told him about him being king and about the house that he was going to build, or, or excuse me, about the house that God was going to build for on his behalf. Because he told Nathan he wanted to build a house for God. God came back and said, no, 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 no. You won't build me a house because there's blood on your hands, but I'm going to build you a house. And that house is in lineage even to this day, and it is called the children of Israel. He built a house that he kept going on the way to the day of Christ that, that on, and, and on beyond because now God, Jesus Christ is that epitome of that king that sits on the throne that will never be dethroned. So it continues on. The lineage of David continues on. The lineage of Abraham continues on through us and in us because we too have been engrafted and adopted into the family of God, Okay. 
another thing that that God gave me as an example on how we perceive words that are spoken to us and even words that we speak out to others is if you have low self-esteem, then even a compliment, a sincere compliment is not received. Again, where that state of mind is, like, like Tanya was talking about, if you're still having enslaved mentality, then you can't properly receive the word of God that has been spoken over your life and you cannot influence the lives of others in a proper manner with the words you're going to speak out because your perception is off. Your perception is off. So you've got to get to that place in God where you recognize who you are, whose you are, and who he is in your life. Amen. It, it is vital. It is vital. And then the other thing um, that God gave me to deal with as far as words is the power that's in listening and in silence, okay? Because, again, now, I'm in a season of my life right now where, where everything that God is dealing with me on really is centered around influence. This is the season of influence in my life, okay? Kingdom influence, godly influence, not just to be influential in another person's life, but to be influential in that person's life because of God in my life, because of the God that's in your life so that you become a kingdom influencer. You're, you're influencing those around you by the standards set in the kingdom of God not to get a big head, not to pat yourself on the back or what have you. Well, in that setting, words are vital. Words are vital. Words spoken and words unspoken. You see, you have to, if you're going to influence someone's life, you've got to give validity to what they're saying to you, even if you don't agree with them. Now, when he started dealing with me on this this morning, I was just like, oh, God, this is deep, but it's real. So you give validity in your silence by listening, and you give validity or you take the validity away if you remain silent and don't have a response. Think about this. When someone is talking to you or someone has a point they're trying to make with you, the biggest thing they want is for you to hear them. They want to be heard. Hear me out. Don't keep cutting me off. Hear me out. Hear what I'm trying to say to you. Do you hear me? Yada, yada, yada. Are you listening to me? That's what you'll hear over and over from people that are trying to make their point. So you have to learn if you keep cutting that person off when they're trying to speak to you, you need to learn to stop and listen. Stop cutting them off. You are not the only person that has an, uh, an opinion on a situation. Who's right, who's wrong has no bearing at that particular moment. What has bearing is the person that is trying to communicate with you needs to be have validity in the fact that they are important enough or you deem their words that they're speaking important enough to listen, to hear them out. You may not even agree with what they're saying, but at least give it the validity of hearing them out. And then once you've heard them out, respond. You see, giving them validity by listening is a wonderful thing. That 
silence and listening is good. But if you remain silent and you have you don't respond to what they're saying, now it appears that you are ignoring them or you don't care. So now that silence has turned into a form of dis disenchantment, disavowing, dis um, solidification. It, it's saying that you know what you don't even merit my answer. You don't even merit a response. Now I've been there, and please hear me. I have had people say things to me that, to me, does not even merit a response. You know, A, number one, it was so stupid, like, are you really serious? But I can't say that was so stupid, are you really serious? Because I want that person to have validity in what they said to know that, okay, you, you have value, and that's your opinion. What I can come back with is and this is like this is not somebody cursing you out or calling you out of your name or doing stuff like that. Okay, so there, there, there's there's um, different levels that we can talk about in our you know not justifying your statement with a response. Okay, but I'm talking in a normal conversation. And what's what's really important for you to understand is is in relationship. In relationship, we need to to give validity to our mates. Okay, in a listening but be responding. Because I know a lot of times, and they say most of the times it's husbands that do this, they will listen, but they won't respond. I know mine is good for that. But I will, I'm going to make you, <laughs> I'm going to give you reasons <laughs> to respond to me. And I don't want it to be in the negative. How I do that is to ask a point blank question. If I said everything I needed to say and I got no response, then well, let me ask you a question. So at least I can get some feedback to know what is it that your mind is thinking on what I just said. You know, I'm not out there trying to push buttons and like, oh, well, you're going to respond to me. You're going to say something to me. No, 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 no. Um, been there, did that. Yeah, we, we, we got past that, thank God, for maturity and, and growing up. <laughs> okay. So I'm not trying to just make a response just for you to respond. But you, you, we need to understand, again, some of the most powerful words that can be spoken is non-spoken words. If you don't respond. It can signal either, A, you're in agreement, which you may be totally in disagreement of, or, B, you don't even feel like what was said is important enough to respond to, which does not give that other person a sense of value. So if we're looking at it from an influential standpoint, then you want to respond, but you need to respond carefully. Okay, especially if you disagree with that person. I, I promise you, over these past probably, well, I would say since President Obama became president, because that's when the rhetoric really started flying. And, and it was probably during that time also that social media was really coming into its own and whatever. And you see all these arguments going back and forth on social media. Um, racist comments and this and that and you know and it's the Dems the Democrats you know against the Republicans the liberals against the conservatives yada 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 and this one is the devil and that one is the devil and this one is a moron and da 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 and you're a moron for believing in them and all just all this negativity that is being spewed out and you have to at some point sit back and say you know this ain't nothing but the devil because what he has successfully did was come into the mix and 
and separated not just the world from the body of Christ, but caused a great divide and a division within the body of Christ. I'm not talking about things that I watch go back and forth and and um discussions and and less than kind words being spewed out against people in the body and people in the world. No, 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 no. I'm talking about quote unquote saints of God coming at each other over political views. Come on now. Seriously? I'm sorry. You are first and foremost a kingdom a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. While you're up here fighting over Trump and this and that and the other, excuse me. Hello, what did the word of God instruct you to do? It did not instruct you to come against brother and sister, husband and wife, child and parent over political things. That is not the instruction of the word. The instruction of the word of God tells you to pray for those that are in authority over you, not to call your your people morons and crazy and stupid and and again, racial slurs and all of that, that does not come from a place of God. Because, again, as I said, this this democratic thing that we're supposedly living in here in the United States of America, and I say that loosely, that's why I said supposedly, you know, it's like, come on, this is fleeting. We do have a responsibility while we're yet in this earth realm, but our responsibility in this earth realm is to be influential in a matter to have a seat at the table where laws are being dictated, where where pivotal bills are being passed and issued. And our seat at the table is to ensure that the the will and the desire of our father is being represented at that table. Not yours, not your opinion, not your anger, but the will and the desire of our father. He told us to establish the kingdom of God in this earth realm. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I reverence who you are. You are Lord. You are God. You are omnipotent. You are omnipresent. You are all things unto me. I hallow who you are in my life. And my next statement is going to say thy kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. So what I want to see happen is whatever you desire to be law and your will in heaven, that's what I would desire to see happen in this earth realm. That is what you want to see. Well, if my words against my brothers and sisters are in such a manner to wreak division, then I am not living out, God, your plan for my life or the life of others around me. I am not allowing my words to have the proper influence in another person's life, the proper impact. It's, it's, it's profound. It is profound to think that you are serving God by coming against your brothers and sisters because you are in disagreement of, of whatever it is. You do not serve the 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 proper, you do not serve your father in a proper manner by utilizing your words to tear your brothers and sisters down. That does not do a service unto God. 
That is not do a service unto God. If anything, you need to recognize and understand the hand of the enemy in the midst of all of this just to reap division and discord within the body, and he has been very successful in doing so because we allow our words to rip each other apart. So we give credence to him as opposed to giving credence to our father and to his word, and to what he has called us to. This must stop. It must stop. Understanding what your influence is, your influence that you leave behind should be your legacy, not of houses and land and cars and money, but your legacy is how did you impact the lives of those around you? How did you impact the lives that you came into contact with? Be them a stranger or your closest closest person. How did you impact their lives? Were they better for your being a part of their lives? Were they better because you were in their presence? Did you leave out of their presence and leave them in a better state of mind? Or did you leave out of their presence tearing them down with the very words of power that God had given you to build another one up? Did you use that for ill gain? Did you use that to glorify the devil instead of glorifying your God? The weight of your words cannot be overstated. And guess what? The weight of your words are also tied to your destiny because if you're not speaking forth the right things into the atmosphere, if you're not building up those around you, if you're not allowing God to use your tongue as a ready writer, if you're not allowing him to use your mouth as his oracle to speak forth his words, then you have stunted the destiny that he planned for you. He has planned out your destiny. Yes, it has been pre-planned. But guess what? You choose the course. You choose whether or not you're going to get to that end. He said, hey, I know the plans I have for you. Of an expected end, they are good plans. Hope, a fruitful ending. But if you choose an alternate course, then you take yourself off that course and you never get to the destiny that he had planned out for you. You never get through the journey that should have been glorifying him and working to your good. You never walk that thing out because you allow yourself to veer off course. And 99.9% of the time, it is because of your words. Because you either A, don't know how to hold your tongue, or B, don't know how to let God use your tongue. The weight of your words are vital. I see my sister is back, so I'm going to turn this back over to her so she can finish her thought that she was giving before we got disconnected. How you doing? You know, I'm in these back ropes, sis, on this country, but when I did get I you, figured. I love the vision that God gave you. Um, literally, in this time of fasting and you're shut in. I can see it. And I can see the urgency and the anointing all over you to get through to people to say, come on, everybody, you better repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. We're wasting so yes. much time still trying to live in the past, you guys, still speaking past words. I did not realize, you guys, that I had spoken so much stuff over myself. And Lord, mm. I and it's 24. And I'm getting it now. 
I'm in a place now where God is having me at on my job, a, new, a different job, but not saying much anymore. And I don't have to have the last word, and I don't have to know everything. I don't have to say anything at all. Okay, sis, we're losing you again. I, I do understand you're traveling. You don't know what to say. Well, you don't know what to do. I'm telling you. Just start saying, Lord, I just want to thank you right now. I know it looked crazy. I don't know what it looked like, Father. It don't even make any sense. I promise you next week I can't even see surviving. But today I want to thank you because I'm still here, and I still have time to get things right, to get things in order. Come on, everybody. Wake up. Unleash your tongue from being under the curse of bondage for so long. Some of us supposed to say things that we don't say it. And some of us me say too much and ain't supposed to say it. And some of us don't you it's so it's timing is everything. But such a time as this. I just think it's powerful, sis, like I said again. You know, you guys, if it's not a shut in, get with God somehow. I'm telling you. I tell people all the time. When I wake up in the morning I don't even want to turn the T V on. I try to find something on YouTube or something that can minister to my mind if I don't know how to pray at the yeah. time for myself because I get there sometimes. Yeah. I'll turn on you, sis, and I'll hear your words of encouragement. You know, it's things on Facebook. If you're going to be on Facebook instead of following everybody's life, follow positive people on there. There's positive people on there with ministries saying positive mm-hmm. things, trying to help you on this. So true, so true. You know, what you put in your ear gate goes to your mind and down into your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we understand that principle, then it is vital what my sister is saying to you to make sure that you are feeding yourself good nutrition. Good nutrition. Remember when when Christ was in the wilderness and he had did his fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and the devil came and tried to tempt him with food. And he said, you know, clearly it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You've got to get the words of God into your spirit so that you can speak forth his words and put your enemy to fight. Your enemy is not that individual. Your enemy is that that principality, that spirit of wickedness in dark places. That's your enemy, not that person. You know, stop fighting the person. Stop coming against the person and get into your prayer closet and allow the spirit of the living God to teach you to pray. Allow the spirit of the living God to pray through you when you don't even know what you ought to say. And allow the spirit of the living God to use you to defeat that spirit, that principality that is coming at you and to deliver that person that that spirit is using. So it's not just about, you know, oh, I'm going to spend, now think about this. When Christ sent the, the lesions of demons into the swine, into the pig, he did not leave the man as he was. He made sure he had the man delivered from all of that, but he made sure to minister to the man. You know, we got to understand that. 
We've got to understand that. We've got to get to a place of, you know, defeating the enemy, which is that spiritual wickedness in high places. That's who you're going to defeat. But do not forget about the individual that 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 principality is using and begin to war for their soul because that pisses the devil off. And I love to piss him off. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't use that. I know. You didn't take that wrong. You know, it's like, for real, for real, I'm at a place where I feel, oh, you going to come at me, enemy, with what? Okay, well, I got something for you. And I've been in this place for quite a few years. I got something for you. Not only am I coming out because I know my God and I know he will deliver me, but I'm not coming out by myself. I'm coming out by, with that very one that you wanted to use against me to cause me to be distracted. I'm coming out with their soul as well. And they will know God and they will know him in the pardoning of their sins. And they will submit and surrender unto the Lord because I decree and declare that the power of the living God that lives within me will also live in them. And I and you start to war for that person, especially that one close to you. You know, understand, again, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's your enemy, but that, that person that that enemy is using, oh, no, I'm not going to leave you in the same state that I found you in. I don't care how angry I did get with the way you came at me and the things you said to me, God, forgive me for my thoughts, for even the words I may have spoken. But now that we've got that under control, now I'm going to war for your soul. I am not going to leave you in this, this situation. Why? Because I know the devil. I know that all he is doing is setting you up to destroy you. He would use you to come against me and all those around you. And then when he's done using you, then he will turn you against you and cause you to commit suicide. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. So we have to get to that place where we are not ignorant of the, the devil's devices. We recognize his hand at work, and then not only, again, do we defeat his little imps and demons, okay, and if he decides to raise his big bad head up also, then that's when you go to the Lord God rebuke you. Okay, you don't need to rebuke the devil. The Lord God rebuke you. For Christ already rebuked him, cursed him, and put him on his path to eternal damnation when he gave up the ghost on the cross. So that's done. It's a done deal. The little demons and imps that he sends your way, you can rebuke them yourself and put them under your feet. Put them under your feet. Know who you are. And know the power of the authority that God has given you in your words. In your words. I had um, one of my, my sisters in the Lord, somebody that I've known almost as long as I've been saved. In fact, the very, very first shut-in I ever went to was her shut-in. And she came to the shut-in we had a few weeks ago. And... Um, you know, and she was sharing. She is, I think, be is seventy-two years old now, and uh, she had to go back to work recently, um, just to kind of make ends meet. And God sent her to this place to get a job. And she said she got there, and the person that interviewed her was so mean and so nasty. She's sitting there going, "Lord, are you sure this is the right place?" She was ready to get up out of the interview and say, "Thank you, but no, thank you. You can keep your job." 
But God said, no, I sent you there for a reason. So long story short, she got the job. And the director who interviewed her um, had the whole office on pins and needles because of his attitude, because, you know, wherever he was coming from was not a happy place, let me put it that way. But be that as it may, she winded up being off work for a period of time. She winded up in the hospital and what have you. And when she got out, and they held her job, they held her job, and she got out of the hospital. And she had basically made up her mind that she wasn't going to go back there. She didn't really want to be subjected to what was going on. But on her date that she was due to return to work, God had her go and buy gifts. For everybody in the office, little things, not, you know, big extensive things, but little things just to say thank you, thank you, you know, for all of you that called to check on me, thank you, you know, for whatever. And he had her to buy a gift as well for the director. Now, she said in all her gifts, I mean, some of them just got, you know, little candies or different things like that. But in all of the specific gifts, like those that had shown themselves friendly to her, she bought gifts that had scriptures on them. Well, for her director, she bought him a wall plaque that, of course, was scriptural. I don't remember the scripture that was on it, but she did what God led her to do. She allowed the Lord to lead her and and to exactly what to get for every person. So long story short, she gets to the office. She walks in, and she's got all these gifts, and actually she had to have somebody help her bring all the gifts in. Well, she's passing out the gifts and passing out hugs and what have you. Because remember, in her mind, she's thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to say goodbye. Y'all just don't know, okay? And the director comes out from wherever he was. He was not in his office, but she said she had taken his gift in there and laid it on his desk. He wasn't in his office, but he came from wherever he was, and he's seeing everybody with their gifts, and everybody has smiles on their face, and normally, you know, it's a very stoic atmosphere, and very few smiles are going on. And he runs up to her and literally gives her a hug and says, where's my gift? Okay? And she said, well, your gift is in your office on your desk. You weren't in your office, so I put it in your, on your desk. He runs into his office like a kid on Christmas morning to see what gifts he got. Now, this is a man that was mean and evil to everybody. But all of a sudden, this particular day, he becomes this little kid at Christmas time, runs in, sees his gifts, and comes back out and tells her, I'm going to hang this on my wall, and gives her another hug. Thank you. He says, thank you. The office was like in shock, needless to say, because they had never, ever seen this kind of behavior from him. And one of the ladies in the office came up to her and said, Miss B, you can't leave. We have never experienced this before. He actually was smiling and he hugged you. You can't leave. We need you here. Now, mind you, she hadn't told anybody in there that she was leaving. This was in her heart, in her mind, that that's what she was going to do. Do you see how your kindness can change the atmosphere of a place? Because she was obedient to God and did what he led her to do. It is the same way with the words that you speak. Now, hear me about this woman that I'm talking about. This woman was a Metro police officer for 30 years, okay? She is not afraid to say what's on her mind. Trust me before she retired, just, you know, so she was, in fact, she was the first 
African-American police officer for Metro in Las Vegas. So, you know, she's had to hold her own, right? And it's just amazing to me that, you know, how God would use her to soften the disposition of this hardened man. Okay, please hear me. The weight of your words, the weight of your actions speak so loud and they absolutely positively have the ability to change the atmosphere around you. They do. So the weight of your words, they're invaluable. The weight of your actions is invaluable. As I said a few minutes ago, as a kingdom influencer, you influence, first of all, by the life you live because they're watching you. You don't know it, but they're watching you. And secondly, it is the words that you speak. She could have been like, as nasty as you are, I didn't bring you a gift. But no, she didn't. She said, your gift is on your desk. You weren't in your office. And like a kid, she was like, and she was amazed. And like I told her, I was like, see, God is has you on assignment in that place, and you were ready to forfeit your assignment. Because I literally, and, and then it just happened. She shared this story with us on that Saturday. This had just taken place that Wednesday. So she was still reeling from everything that happened. But it's like God had you on assignment, and your assignment was to change the atmosphere, to change the trajectory of the way that man was going. He was hell bound. But because someone showed him kindness in spite of his evilness, it turned him around. Please understand, you have the power to change lives, to change lives. Your influence in another person's life will build their character. It will change their behavior, and it will put them on a path to know their Father God so that they, in turn, can do the same. Think about creation. Think about the creation story in Genesis. When he created man, male and female created he them, he gave them a charge. That charge was to go forth, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, and take dominion. What were they supposed to be multiplying? They were supposed to be multiplying more of the God kind. Multiplying more of the God kind. God had said that he created them in his image and in his likeness. Please hear me. I am not making you equal to God. Trust me on that because you're not. But he created us, God, little G's, as he is the God, big G. We were created in his image and in his likeness, and he has given us a charge to multiply and be fruitful in the land. So please recognize how powerful your words are. The weight of your words, you cannot measure. You can build up or you can tear down with a simple word. Sis, we're down to the last two minutes. I want to open up, let you share your final thoughts, and then I would really like for you to pray for the people as we close out. I just want to say it's never too late, ever. Every time your eyes waking up, and, and God wakes you up and breathes life on you. It's never too late. And we're not talking about something that's been easy for us. It's been a process, and it is a process. So I'm like Nike. The key to getting ahead is getting started. Just do it. And find your place, mm-hmm. your relationship, not our relationship. 
It's your personal relationship. And I just pray in the name of Jesus that everyone listen to the sound of my voice, Father God, that you would free their minds from bondage, Father God, from the very things that have been keeping them bound into slavery. Unlock them, Father God, in their minds and their hearts and their souls, that they can be a better them for the people around them, for their children, mothers, fathers, people, coworkers, jobs, whatever it is, Father God. Because if we make a change now, make a difference, Father God. We know that one day we may be able to dwell with you. I just want to tell everybody how much I love you. Please, please listen on Facebook or however you have to. Listen to this. Please, please call in. We do care about what you think. It's not just about what we feel or what we think, and we love you, and God bless you all. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I want to encourage you. Um, Yes, this is a shameless plug, but as I said earlier in the show, I started a new series on Facebook Live. You can find it on my Facebook page, Elder Coilette James. I encourage you to follow along and listen. We did the introduction um, last weekend. We did part one last night. Um, it's about being a kingdom influencer, and God has me walking through this thing with you all and with myself to understand the totality and the depth of what that means. So we're going to take our time, and we're going to get a clear understanding, first and foremost, who we are so we don't try to speak into someone's life from a place of hurt or a place of untrust or, you know, a negative place. We're going to speak good into their lives. We're going to allow God to use us as his oracle as we build up, okay, as we pluck up that that's not God and as we replant and build up what is God in ourselves first and then in those that are around us. So I encourage you, go on my page, listen to it. It's, it's um, live, it's video, um, and I believe it will bless you. And then, you know, we're going to continue in this vein of getting you guys to recognize your value as we go along on our broadcast here on It's Real. It is vital that you understand how valuable you are. Today we started with your words. I'm not sure what we're going to be on next week, but whatever it is, trust me, it'll be tied into you recognizing what God has called you to while you yet are in this earth realm. I said this last night. Our lives started in the kingdom of God. Our citizenship is first and foremost in that kingdom. Our life here on earth is fleeting. It's a time ticking, but our life in the kingdom of God is for eternity. Let us not waste the time that God has given us in this earth realm to influence the lives of those that are around us. I love you with the love of God. Thank you so so much, my sister, for all the wisdom and all the things that you have sown into our listeners' lives. I, for one, am very grateful for you, and I love you, you know, to life. Okay. I love you, sis. I love everybody. You guys be blessed. Amen. Amen. Let's keep it
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.